You're listening to For the Record, a registrar podcast sponsored by ACRO. I'm Luisa Havens Gerardo, Vice Provost for Enrollment Management at Virginia Tech and the President-elect for ACRO. I'm Jim Baus, Associate Registrar for Technology at the University of Oregon and also the immediate past president of ACRO. I'm Tina Faulkner, the Director of the Office of Student Finance at the University of Minnesota Twin Cities and the current president of ACRO. Thank you for joining us. Hello, welcome to For the Record. I'm your host, Doug McKenna, and we have a really fun episode today focused on the ACRO Annual Meeting. The Annual Meeting is ACRO's largest convening of higher education professionals from around the world. It's the place where more than 2,000 registrars and admissions officers get together to address the issues facing today's campuses, to share goals and best practices, and it's a forum for learning and sharing experiences. It's also a lot of fun. The annual meeting is the culmination of more than a year of diligent planning by the annual meeting program committee, which is made up of volunteers from the membership, people just like you. The program committee develops an extensive program of over 200 sessions, roundtables, poster sessions, and workshops. And this programming reflects the diverse nature of ACRO's members' roles and responsibilities and strives to meet the changing demands and needs of the professions ACRO serves. This year, the annual meeting is being held in Los Angeles, California. There are tons of very good reasons to attend the ACRO annual meeting. Here are a few of them. To learn. Expand your knowledge, develop new ideas and approaches, gain inspiration, and find solutions to problems. To network. You get to meet face-to-face with colleagues who share a common discipline or field and can help build your professional relationships and contacts. To deliver a presentation. Present a session which allows you to share ideas and accomplishments as well as receive feedback and insight on your work. To evaluate vendor products or services, visit the exhibit hall or attend a corporate presentation to learn from companies who are on the cutting edge of industry trends, products, services, and technologies that can benefit your department or institution. And to have fun. Enjoy the sights and attractions of the host city with friends or with family. The very first annual meeting was held in Detroit, Detroit Rock City, in 1910 and was attended by 15 registrars and nine college accountants or secretaries. ACRO's annual meeting has grown significantly since then. So as an example, over 2,000 people attended last year's annual meeting. And but for a couple of breaks as a result of the world wars, the annual meeting happens every year. Hence, annual meeting. Here are a couple of fun facts about things that have happened at annual meetings. In 1917, Henry Barker, then president of the University of Kentucky, welcomed women with these words, quote, Mr. Chairman, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very happy to be able to say in greeting you, ladies and gentlemen, Ordinarily, when I address conventions of this character, they are composed of men only, 
But it seems that the intellectual institutions of this country, at least some of them, have sense and good taste enough to pick women registrars. And therefore, I am able to say, ladies and gentlemen, end quote. In 1919, attendees voted on whether to have all meetings in the central United States, preferably Chicago, but ultimately voted to have most in the central United States, with, quote, occasional trips to such extreme foreign parts as Boston, end quote. Now, I live on the East Coast, and I have always considered Boston a foreign part, FYI. In 1969, several years after the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was passed, ACRO held its first workshop on civil rights issues and compliance with Clarence Law's Deputy Regional Director of the Office of Civil Rights from Dallas. We're going to come back to issues of diversity, equity, and social justice in an upcoming episode of For the Record on the topic of the registrar as advocate. I'm looking forward to that episode very much, and I hope you will be too. In 1940, lost hats were such a cultural problem that each attendee of the annual meeting held in St. Louis that year, each attendee was issued a small label to paste inside his or her hat. I will include in the show notes a link to some additional fun things about the annual meeting that ACRO has put together, including a really great video uh, put together for the centennial meeting, so be sure to check those out. I'm very pleased now to turn the rest of this episode over to the current ACRO leadership, the past president, the president-elect, and the current president, all individuals elected from and by the membership. We're going to hear about their recollections from their first annual meeting. Mine was in San Diego. We're going to learn how they've benefited from attending annual meetings, and we're going to learn from the advice that they would offer to someone attending their first or second annual meeting. And from having listened to them engage in these conversations, I would argue that the advice that they provide is equally applicable to a first-time attendee or a 15th-time attendee. So here we go. Let's hear from the past president, the president-elect, and our ACRO president. What was your first ACRO annual meeting? Uh, you know, I actually did some research on this because I do not remember exactly. I do believe it was a, a, a meeting in Seattle. Um, you know, I uh, actually am one of those uh, people. I think there is a handful of us in ACRO that actually began their involvement at the national level right off the bat. Um, and so my very first meeting uh, professional meeting uh, for uh, for my admission role at that point at the University of Idaho was actually the national meeting in Seattle. Um, and, you know, it was a close meeting and I, I decided to go to that one. And I believe it was 2001. What I do remember um, about that first meeting uh, was how stimulating and exciting I found that meeting to be. You know, it was it was an amazing feeling to be able to be uh, amongst your peers and to have a very 
supportive uh, network right off the bat. I remember going to sessions on international credential evaluations because I had um, accepted a position as associate director of admissions for the University of Idaho. And one of my main responsibilities was to quote unquote, fix uh, the international admissions process. And, uh, and my number one priority was to make sure that we were doing things right. And when I investigated, where should I go to find out the nuts and bolts of best practices associated with international admissions at Croquet coming up? So I jumped at the opportunity. I went to every single session associated with process, um, you know, process redesign, um, operational um, efficiencies, definitely anything related with international I went to. And I asked lots and lots of questions, which got me noticed right away. I actually got involved with ACRO in a committee, serving in a committee in international admissions, my very first meeting. And somebody actually came after me after one of the sessions and said, you know, you ask really great questions and you're very eager to learn and there is a fast lane for that, get involved. So I said yes and the rest is history. I've been involved in ACRO ever since. Well, I was looking back at when I attended the very first ACRO annual meeting for myself was back in 2005 and that was downtown Manhattan, New York, New York. What I remember the most about my first ACRO annual meeting in New York was just the size. There were a lot more people than my state level meeting and the exhibitors and vendors, kind of the exposure to a lot of other technology things that was going on in the world. And one of the things that was happening at that point in time in 2005 was kind of the introduction of the PDF transcript. So the electronic verified, unadulterated, secured PDF transcript. And that's moved a long ways now with a lot of different companies involved, a lot of players. My very first ACRO annual meeting was the Seattle meeting in 2001. I had been in the registrar's area for a little over a year then. So I was sort of bright, shiny new, and everything was interesting to me. There's a few things that I remember the most about my first annual meeting. Uh, the thing that comes to mind right away is Minneapolis was hosting the Acral Annual Meeting the following year. So many of us from the Upper Midwest region spent time at the volunteer booth, encouraging people to come to Minneapolis in 2002 and allaying their fears that it wouldn't be 500 degrees below zero. And... Uh, telling them what great offerings we had in the city. So uh, I spent a lot of time at the volunteer booth. And uh, one of the things that I did find that had nothing to do with the volunteer booth, but I found particularly enlightening was to see how far along technologically we were as an institution in comparison to other big public institutions or other even small privates that may have had more money. It, it helped me put in perspective that the things that we were currently struggling with, other institutions hadn't even in, started down the path to struggle with them yet. So it, it helped me think about that we were on the forefront and that was a really cool place to be. 
And then knowing that we could use that as a springboard to help other institutions when they encountered some of the problems later on, it was just, it was just a nice feeling. I also remember very distinctly that I was finishing up my dissertation at that time. So whenever sessions ended, I scurried back to my hotel room, pulled out my laptop, which it was a really heavy one at that time. I remember that. And um, worked on edits and rewrites and putting together slide decks for uh, my, my defense, which was about a month and a half later. So uh, that sticks out in my mind. I reflected back on in 2001 that there were the green jacketed people in the convention center in Seattle, and they were the people that made sure that once a room had hit capacity, nobody else was allowed in. And they were militant about it. No one could stand along the sides. No one could sit on the floor. They would close the door and bar people from going in. So that is um, another memory of mine. And uh, I guess that can be a piece of advice. As if, if there's a session that you really want to go to, make sure you get there early. <laughs> One of the ways that I benefited from participating in the annual meeting is that it has allowed me to tackle questions or tackle issues that I may be um, experiencing at my institutions in a very holistic way. Um, it's a very efficient uh, way to actually take the pulse on uh, what everybody's doing, tackling challenges like, um, you know, our role in student success or um, how to particularly uh, be responsive to the next um, crisis, for example, in international recruitment or, um, you know, how is technology implementation um, or, or technology as a whole changing our profession? How, how are we dealing with human resources and making sure that we are pre we're preparing the next generation of professionals in our uh, industry? It is, it, it is really a sounding board. It adds credibility to uh, any initiative that I may be sponsoring at my institution because I'm able to actually reference colleagues of peer institutions, institutions perhaps that are aspirational peers for, uh, for us, uh, to be able to actually demonstrate uh, that uh, if I am proposing a particular initiative on this campus, uh, that it is grounded on best practices, that there are others that have uh, implemented those things and have been successful. Um, so it really validates a lot of the things that as a professional I deal with uh, on a on a almost daily basis. Uh, when it comes to the challenges nowadays, it seems like it isn't on a daily basis. And so I, I honestly cannot think of a single annual meeting where I have not learned something new, where I have not actually confirmed what I know, uh, and most importantly to, um, you know, can't remember a single one where I have not actually uh, felt supported, again, by a network of professionals uh, that are selfless when it comes to sharing their knowledge and expertise. And you cannot buy that. What piece of advice would you give to someone attending the first or second annual meeting? You know, I tend to uh, make friends uh, wherever I go, and uh, annual meetings are, are my favorite place to actually reach out to people uh, that may look like uh, they are first, uh, you know, uh, their first time or, or fairly new uh, in the profession. 
for us, it's easy because we have a different badge, right, for our newcomers. Um, and so to be able to actually share my experience, whatever it was, 19 years ago, uh, when I first uh, went to Acro, you know, there were so many people on that first annual meeting that reached out to me because I was wearing that different color badge that actually were friendly and welcoming. So, for example, Nora McLaughlin comes to mind. I remember she went out of her, her, her way to say hello, uh, to actually give me advice of what sessions uh, to, to go to, how to plan my day um, around that. Um, I remember Barb Bontrager, for example, reaching out to me as well uh, and say, hey, fellow Pacron, you know, what are, what are you doing here and welcome and all that. Um, so what I would say is for people to have an open mind, for people to actually make eye contact and say hello, for people to ask lots and lots of questions. And whenever you have a choice uh, between saying yes or no to an opportunity that somebody presents to you at the annual meeting, say yes. Most of us know that we have more than full-time jobs. Most of, of us know that we have other responsibilities outside of work. But uh, so because of that, we will make sure that we accommodate the ability for people to contribute. And so if you're new to the Acro Annual Meeting, make sure to take risks and, and reach out. And you will 100% of the time find a hand at the other end and, and you're going to find a friend uh, and, a, and a lifelong colleague. Uh, and, and again, that is, uh, you cannot put a price on that. The things that have benefited me from participating in the Acro Annual Meeting I mean, have definitely been the connections I've made, uh, the network of people that's grown up, sharing information and getting that in return. So what you are prepared to give to all of your colleagues across the country that are there, you're going to get back probably two or threefold. It's all of those people that recognize your name when you email them for help or you pick up the telephone or whatever method you want to use for communication it's all of us supporting each other. And it's just great. I love that about higher ed. It's always that cooperation, that sort of spirit of cooperative competition that we often have. But we all know that things change so fast, it's hard to keep up with it just by yourself. So having that great network out there, people that are willing to assist each other is probably the best thing I've appreciated about participating in the annual meeting. First and foremost is, um, and this is not surprising, I don't think to anybody, is what I get out of sessions and interacting with colleagues is looking at new ways to do work. And because we're often approaching the same kinds of problems, but we may be able to approach them from different perspectives. So it helps me think about uh, different ways to do my work and um, bringing back some best practices to my campus that we can implement. So that one. And then if for anybody who was at the annual meeting last year, you heard me talk about being an introvert and the fact that I hate, absolutely hate public presenting. I, ugh, yuck. But I knew that as I wanted to continue in my professional career that I would need to get comfortable with doing presentations. And ACRO provided a great opportunity for me to have a challenging but safe space to develop some presentation skills. And not a day goes by in my everyday job that I don't draw on some of what I have learned from doing presentations when I really didn't want to do them. The probably 
obvious thing is the connections that I have made with colleagues throughout the country that I know I can either pick up the phone or drop them an email and I'll get an honest answer to a question that you may not have even wanted to ask. Instead of getting a sanitized version, you'll get someone telling you the truth of, yep, that works this way or nope, that is a really uh, crummy approach or yeah, that is a FERPA violation and you need to deal with it. And I also, I I feel really blessed that I have become that resource for some people. And I know that that would not have happened had I not put myself out there by A, trying to present as well as just making connections with people. So those are, I think, three of the big things that stick out in my mind for why participating in the annual meeting has made a difference for me. One piece of advice I give people for attending as, as your first time would be, don't be intimidated. You don't have to be that most extroverted, outgoing person out there, but realize that everyone is there to help you. They want your experience to be better. Those folks up on the stage, those people on the board of directors, people have a lot more experience. You could come to it as an experienced person, or you could come to it as a very young professional in our industry. But again, realize everyone's there to help you. The only thing that really differentiates them from you is their level of experience, things they've done, and that they've stepped forward and they've become involved. So realize that someday the people up on the stage, those people will be you or some of your colleagues that will step into those roles. So take advantage of it. Build your own network. Start talking to people. Reach out and ask for help because people are more than willing to be helpful and they want you to succeed. APCOR as an organization has uh, really spent uh, a lot of time thinking in ways, in different ways, that involvement can be operationalized for our membership. Um, You know, it used to be uh, that in order to really get involved in APCOR, you had to go to annual meetings at least on a yearly basis, or that you had to uh, commit to do something really, really big you know, like write a chapter in a book or or lead a committee or something like that. We are now expanding the many of opportunities by which uh, membership can benefit from uh, the organization and uh, what it has to offer. Um, you know, this podcast is the perfect example to be able to actually listen to it, uh, provide feedback, distribute it and share it with your colleagues is a great way to contribute to the profession and a great way to contribute to the organization. We're always asking for volunteers for work groups or sounding groups or focus groups or, um, you know, we send the 60-second survey um, monthly. There are so many ways that you can get involved in. It's baby steps. You don't have to write a book or a chapter of a book right off the bat. So, again, whenever you have uh, the choice of saying yes or no, please say yes, and you will not regret it. I think I would apply this one to any time you go to the annual meeting. Take some risks. Go to sessions that you may not know anything about. You can make connections that you can't see uh, on face value. And then take those risks, again, as an introvert, I am not a person who just goes up to people and introduces myself and starts conversations. But do that. Take that risk. People want to know you and they want to hear what you have to say about things. Uh, The board of directors is that same way too. 
we want people to come and talk to us and tell us the good, the bad, the ugly of ACRO so that we can try and make the association the best that it can be. And all of us are just plain old practitioners like everybody else and don't feel like you can't approach us and, and talk to us. Another piece of advice is when uh, the call goes out to volunteer for a committee, they, we usually talk about those at the annual meeting, do it. You're, you're not going to be thrown into uh, a den of wolves, but you will get to know people and you'll get to know uh, different business processes differently. And then my final piece of advice would be as you are going through the annual meeting, think about topics that you are well-versed on and try and craft it into a session for an upcoming meeting. It could be the annual meeting, it could be some, it could be tech transfer, but you have knowledge that other people can benefit from. So take the opportunity to share it. Big thank you to Jim, Tina, and Louisa, not only for taking the time to share their experiences and some words of wisdom with us, but for their service to our association and to our profession. I hope that you will take their advice to heart. Thank you for listening. We have a bunch of great episodes coming up. We're going to talk about technology, about privacy, about FERPA, about the state and regional associations, and about ways the registrar can be an advocate for students. I'm super excited to bring you these episodes, and I hope that you will listen and share them. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm Doug McKenna, and this is For the Record. <laughs>